0: it it's a recording <laughs> i figure we could continue along with the offensive accents um amusement parks are fun they i be. want a black tower amusement park <gasps> uh, uh. you
1: walk in the front uh gate and you immediately go into a white testing, testing. Yes.
2: <laughs> yes. No, a wine testing. A wine tasting is how you end the Black Tower. <laughs> it's at the exit. The Black Tower
0: well, Wine Garden.
1: Do you go through the low gain side entrance or the Taim side entrance? Both. See, that's that's. You go through the Taim side entrance immediately dose. to the wine tasting. It's like it's just wine. it's a small loop that just goes in wine taste exit. <laughs> 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 well
0: while other people watch you and point and laugh at you (laughs) haha sucker it's another btp for you and me doing regular recording for fun and delight so uh yeah welcome to the black tower
2: indeed
1: Sorry, I was just getting all the wetness off of my waifu Dubby <laughs> cup. That's a nice Dubby cup you got there. Yeah, It's a Dubby with the double Ds. Dubby. W... As in double these amounts of energies that I has.
0: Sugar-free energy without the crash? Go to Dubby.gg. And you get a 10% off if you type in coupon code BTP, B Was that a good T- commercial?
1: Should we like do that? P. I think it's good. I don't even know if we were plugging them this time. We, no, we're we weren't, weren't, but we did oh, no. now. Oh, no. I thought we weren't. <laughs> we, I was we, like, done, no, we, did. Are, we <laughs> are. We actually are plugging them this time. Indeed. We, I was
2: about to say, whether or not oh. we are, we did.
1: <laughs> well, no, we were actually on
2: schedule. Hey, look at that. There. Yeah. No, we didn't, I, even, I we didn't even mean that. to. I just changed it, guys. I literally went into this spreadsheet and changed it as you guys were doing the commercial. Well, Why did
1: you have to
0: ruin it, Daniel? Why did you have to ruin it?
1: Heresy, (laughs) guys. Gentlemen, we have been lied to, we have been scammed, and quite possibly even bamboozled.
2: Oh no, not the bamboozling. (laughs) They call me the bamboozler. So I want to tell you guys my favorite story that has ever involved the word heresy. Uh, in a second after we introduce ourselves because of course this is the black tower podcast this is a wheel of time podcast you've come here for jokes you've come here for fun you've come here for drinks you've come here for taint you've come here for making fun of Mazram taim and also you've come here for stories so i am going to be your first storyteller here story. daniel like story. your amin khan Mahal.
0: Uh, but I guess if Andrew and I both take a drink at the same time, we both can't introduce ourselves. Hi, I'm your tainty, Mahale, Josh, I'm the dumbass currently sewing my own Ashaman coat for JordanCon. Guess what? If someone says you could just sew it yourself, it'll be easier and cheaper. They're a liar in two dimensions. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All the all that makes me think of is uh, the fucking like congratulations you're stupid in three languages <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it oh my god uh, yeah. andrew who well, are you who are i you? am your waifu Mahalo. <laughs> i am not the one that will be sewing anything uh but instead <laughs> we'll be making it work with whatever i find and buy that works man
2: um so if you want to I follow will... my
0: cosplay progress go to our TikTok go to our Instagram and uh you know look us up and you can follow where I'm I'm posting videos about the progress and the different things I'm doing so you can follow my frustrating as hell
2: journey on my it's first ever cosplay. It's very entertaining. Also I will throw a quick caveat on here uh Josh they're not wrong though they're also wrong because if you do actually sew your own clothes and/or costumes, it is easier and cheaper. Once you have a shit ton of experience, well, but if it's that. your first one, then you're gonna have a bad
0: time. I, I will say, with this particular <laughs> coat, now granted, I I picked out so
2: starting with a coat, not a great. Great,
0: coat. I picked out great materials. Right, I'm super excited. I got like a snakeskin print for the inside lining. I'm calling it dragon scale print for obvious reasons um i'm in this thing about 250 bucks like i should have just bought the damn thing online somewhere
1: damn all right but then. the but,
2: experience but the i experience. mean and that is it is gonna be really cool getting to jordan con <laughs> when you and where where you're just like hey also guess what I made this, and, and well, people are just like, "Oh my god, Josh!" No, unless, no, unless what it looks show like, a,
1: and it's, unless no, it looks no, like, what if shit you show and up and like, it's like yeah, an we Ashaman gleeman coat? <laughs> you're just like, you make like too many bad cuts here, and you're like,
0: be a and they're just
1: like, coat. "Fuck it, fuck it." We're just gonna make it like a patchwork
2: of dragon scale and. You might be onto something there, sir. Th- are you gonna do this now, or should I do it? You should I'm not going to do it. <laughs> okay, great. I'm in. Just get a shit ton of material that's just like little squares of just oh black, somewhere to black to dark gray material and just like, oh, um, oh. The, the other thing I'm Tom excited about as an Ashaman, The only sort of descriptor
0: I can find without going back through the book is that it's like some, that they're all made of different materials. And it you know depends on people's like status and wealth. Like some people have mm, silk coats, some yeah, people yeah. have wool coats. That's right. And so I was kind of like, oh, cool. So I'm gonna have a burlap loincloth.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go. Diet black, Andrew running around in his oh yeah. Tarzan I Ashman. Ashman coat, and I want <laughs> to paint it black.
1: Thank God he's wearing something under there and he's not. Oh god.
2: <laughs> oh. Ashman coat. Anyway, all right. So I have a story that right. has to do with our word of the day, which was apparently heresy because I'm making it the word of the day because we said it once. Um, So in the high school, I have your senior year of high school. You did two semesters of English, which every other year you also did two semesters of English, but it was a year of English and it was just like American lit or whatever your senior year. They broke it up into all of the different things that weren't AP English were a semester-long class, and there were a bunch of different options. There was creative writing, there was argument and debate, there was, um, don't even remember all of the other ones, because those were the only two I took, but there were like seven different options, and they were each a semester long. Uh, So I took creative writing and argument and debate, and my favorite unit that we did in argument and debate was cartoon justice. Which was basically mock trial, uh, but done as two classic cartoon characters, one suing the other. So my group, the, there were four of us, because you were the actor in one in somebody else's thing, and then you were the lawyer in your own. So I was the defense attorney for Brain being sued <laughs> by Pinky for reckless endangerment um ah! it was great it was fantastic uh but oh. we're going along and we're doing this thing and i have a bunch of questions to ask uh brain of course when he gets up onto the stand and is testifying for himself and the actor that i had playing brain was not great but he was good enough and it was fine but i had to go ahead and do my love life <laughs> <laughs> But I had to go ahead and do a little bit of like feeding him stuff because he just wasn't that prepared, which Objection. was Objection, leading the witness. We're getting there. You're ahead of it. <laughs> so we get to this point where I am basically feeding brain lines in some ways. And of course, the other lawyer knows what's wrong or knows that something is wrong, but can't figure it out because he's in high school and he's, this is not his forte and he's figuring it out. And we've just learned this unit. And of course me watching lawyer shows my entire life was like, I know exactly (laughs) what I'm doing, but I'm not going to stop because you don't know enough of what I'm doing. So he finally goes with objection, heresy
0: so after the
2: entire class stops cracking up because they just heard that the my teacher who is acting as the judge stops everything and he goes
0: all right nick
2: i don't even know where to start on this because what you <laughs> just objected to is blaspheming against god and that is definitely not <laughs> what daniel was doing <laughs> second the word you were looking for which is uh, objectable is a hearsay and third that's not what he was doing either <laughs> i love it so he was that's like beautiful. definitely overruled daniel stop leading the witness continue and i was just like Wait. Oh, amazing
1: it could work at least on the olden days whenever you would swear in for your testimony on a bible and then if in the process of giving their testimony they breached a their tenet of the of bible Breast, then or they blaspheme god as part of their testimony like if they said god damn then eject the heresy so and it shows again, they don't take their oath. to give the truth on the stands seriously? I need, we
0: need the law and order soundbite to come in right now.
2: Dum-dum-dum. In the criminal, in the Black Tower justice system, <laughs> people are represented by two equally important, you, but separate groups. You are <laughs> two sentenced equally important, to but one incompetent. Lawyers. <laughs> the Mazrum Taims who try to destroy things, and the Lona Gaina who build them back up. These are their stories. You say the
0: Lone-Again-Ablars?
1: Lone-Again-Ablars. The lone again You are
0: hereby sentenced to one glass of wine.
1: I <laughs> think the audio messed up, but I do like the phrase, Lone-Again-Ablars. Daniel. Okay. It's like, like low gain is left, and it's just like some random person talking
2: to the Ablar family. Lone-Again-Ablars. Huh? <laughs> All right. You didn't come here, though, to hear us talk about Daniel's high school experiences or incorrect statements of Lona Blars. You came here for us to talk about the wheel of time and a specific topic therein. So tonight we're going to be talking about something very special, very metaphysical, very... Uh, interesting. No, not actually metaphysical. It's more, it's philosophical, not metaphysical, philosophical. We're, One we're of those going holes. to wax philosophic. Yes, we are going to wax poetic. I don't and know why we're waxing Phil's sophic. I don't actually, know philosophic. Actually, you know is, what?
0: But Phil be, likes
2: it. So To be completely honest, that might have actually been a really good story to like jump <laughs> in on this for. Because our topic today is a bit of a debate. It's a bit of a uh this or that a bit of a bring receipts and decide who did the most damage you know that kind of thing because Ooh, today so it is a court case kind of uh so we are talking about uh who or what caused the most damage during the breaking now we're definitely going to have to set some ground rules here because
0: gonna need parameters. obviously
2: there's definitely an answer to this to a certain degree but it's also the point of this and the reason that we're going to be going into it is there are lots of causes there are lots of for, uh, foundations there are lots of mistakes there are lots of good like all of this is so so much tied into it that we want to sort of break it down more into its components and check out a little bit more of what the actual sort of biggest impacting single thing if you will or person was during the breaking Andrew you were going to say something,
1: but before we can do that you need to be protected because those things may be before the events of the book they will definitely spoil many things within the book and today, bringing you your spoiler warning is Spurling Apprentice.
2: The Black Tower stands fully erect.
1: When the tower
2: is bulging at full erectness, you must protect yourself from tainty spoilers. Your spoiler condom must cover the immense girthiness of all 14 books of Robert Jordan's The Wheel of Time. With a nitty-gritty tip at the top for the prequel, New Spring. If your condom is too small, you will
0: get tainty spoiler jizz all up in your eye
2: or ears. You have been, been warned. warned. Or I, do love, I do love no low dose.
0: I do love that. Uh, so first off, if you're a patron or if you become a patron, you do have the option of submitting a spoiler warning to us for use in our shows. We absolutely love it. It's one of my favorite segments one of my favorite things about this um also i love that uh so many of them have kept the theme that the melodious michael kramer gave us in the very beginning you of you have been, been uh, warned that man's yes. voice can just and you'll
1: never see it <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay anyway daniel please continue your pontification.
2: Yeah, so I I think that that was basically the the intro for what we're gonna do. Uh, I this is gonna be a little bit of like a spitball episode, which is kind of nice because I ever I do don't. those. Okay, so I've done a ton of research. So we're actually just gonna listen to a Daniel TED talk, and they're gonna. Re- <laughs> you know. Cool. Of course, Andrew, we do those, Josh. Let's, let's get it. Out <laughs> um, no, so.
1: Which is fun because so- this this whole episode spun from the idea. I forgot what episode we were doing, but we got kind of on this topic of like uh of did loose there, or my my side of it at least was did loose there and get an unjust uh, bad rap. Because yes. other than the blanket ice die are responsible for the end of the world it's loose there that gets all of the flack for everything bad that happened after somebody went and punt and like tried to tongue punch the dark one's fart box in the (laughs) sharon
0: on his home territory no less come on it's not
1: the it's not the the boar that's the tongue punch the fart box right there that's what that is
0: punch! Um, <laughs> and
1: i and i made the statement that i i think it is unfair to blame loose there and yes uh for being like the uh the main reason everything went to shit or being so culpable for so much of it and instead yeah. of talking about it then and there we decided let's do an episode and talk about who we think um or what events or mix of the two or whatever are actually responsible for right. some of the most damage uh, leading up to the books, and then we can also do like in the books. I don't remember exactly sure. what phrase to use. I think we just did in the Wheel
2: of Time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we said during the breaking specifically, but oh, did we? Yeah,
1: I actually even retyped it today and didn't even read that part. Apparently,
2: autofill yeah.
1: for Excel spreadsheets. Thank you.
2: Indeed, right?
1: I yeah
0: the and 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 I remember my sort of take on it was that it's real easy in these kinds of scenarios where you're dependent on a fractured history for to to formulate or to cultivate your culture, your ideals. And so, you know, this whole thing of even in episode one of the Wheel of Time, Moraine says that, you know, a, a man called the dragon, attempted to attack the dark one directly the arrogance you know i'm, I'm paraphrasing but the idea is a very common one that Lu theron led an attack against the dark one and he did so arrogantly and as we started talking more and more about this we kind of went "Huh,
2: is that actually the case should we dive into this and so that's what brought us here mm-hmm. so I wanna I want to kind of start because well, actually not start. Andrew actually started us off very well in terms of of sort of explaining a little bit about where this came from and and doing things like that. Um, and I I definitely agree to a certain extent. Um, there is a lot of blame that is placed on Luc Theron partially because he was the figurehead of the time, and people know who he was. Uh, Most common folk don't even really know who the Tamerlin was at the time. Most people don't even know the names of most of the other people that were involved. But Luz Theron Kinslayer, the dragon himself, is still a name that is in time. It is still something that people remember. And they have had years and years and years and years and years to take all of the blame from anyone else and just shove it on to lose Theron because it's easier than taking the nuance of. There were actually a lot of people involved in this. There were actually a lot of different components that led to this. There are a lot of different pieces that had to move around for this to happen. Oh, no, no, no. Let's just blame Luz Theron. Uh, and so I absolutely think that overall Luz Theron gets a bad rap. And in fact, I think that they do a you know somewhat good job in the the cold open of the of episode eight in the show, and in a number of other times where we like in the books see interactions with or memories of or uh you know all of that different stuff with Luz Theron that Luce Theron has a lot of uh or or Rand has a lot of parallels to Luce Theron he is the leader of the free world right now because he has to be because he has been dealt a hand that needs him to go ahead and say well I'm the one with the most power we need to go ahead and have a person to follow because otherwise we're all just going to be herding cats around here. So I will be the, the figurehead let's go do what I think is best at the end of the day, but also, you know, regularly we'll see him listen to advisors and things like that. Um, But in the end of the day, Rand is basically the one making the decisions. And I really, really, really strongly feel like Luce Theron just got a lot of that. At the end of the day, he was the leader of the free world. He was the dragon. He was the one who people looked to for power and protection and safety and doing something about bad things and all of this different stuff. And so he formulated a plan brought it to you know some people they were like no we're not gonna help you with that and he was like well i gotta do something and went and did something and it was catastrophic but it's also so much of how the was he supposed to know that like (laughs) i i mean we
1: talked about this sorry go ahead josh
0: no, no. I, I was just going to say I will. I I will jump on this as well because I think something that Robert Jordan does very beautifully here is weaves. I, I can see him chuckling behind his manuscript. I can see him talking about these people. Robert the Jordan was,
2: was from the Carolinas. He didn't chuckle. <laughs> I can see him guffawing behind his
0: manuscripts and i can see him saying you know it's so easy for people today to look back 50 years ago and say oh i absolutely would not have done that Mm -hmm. (laughs) absolutely absolutely and of course because you know now Infinitely more than they knew 50 years ago. Guess what, guys? These didn't exist 50 years ago, not hindsight's, even close.
2: Hindsight's 2020.
0: Hindsight, hindsight. And so I feel like Robert Jordan did a really I don't know great about y'all, but thing. I can't
1: really see that much of my ass when I look behind <laughs> me. So maybe 10. percent
0: No, it's not there. Um, no, I, I think he did a really great because you're thing. sitting on
1: it, Jeb. You idiot. <laughs>
0: Because we we talked a lot about how, yes, it's 100% a made-up story, but one of the beautiful and brilliant things about it is that he talks about real human experiences. And it's easy for Randall Thor to wake up every morning and say, eh, the dragon was a jerk who killed his family and he sucks. And then someone comes up and says, oh, by the way, you're the dragon. And he goes, uh, no. uh, (laughs) But I love my dad. Right? Exactly. No, but exactly that. Can you imagine having that thought, though? Is you can imagine actually going, I don't want to kill my family. That's not okay to even
2: suggest. I'm not okay with that. Well, and And then books and books later, you get him almost can do it. Well, even before then,
1: you you get him using what White possibly, and I believe, is the same thing that Luce Theron used. Maybe without the aid of Caliban, but still used to kill his family. Because we're in the Stone of Tear. He just goes, "Blah," And let's just like lightning strike every Trolloc on every floor at one time. Oh, wait. That's not enough. The bolts start hitting
2: other people now, too? (laughs) Mm, They don't hit people there he gets that later with the sean chin but in in oh, this yeah, third of tear he actually is very very scalpily with that lightning. That's, people oh, yeah, are yeah, terrified enough. of it don't get me wrong as well they should be but it only hits trollocs and it's yeah. terrifying <laughs> well
1: you know emotional damage you
2: know oh yeah, yeah. no it, sure and I, and there is not I, there is a lot to be said about emotional damage and thing, which i and i
0: emotional will emotional damage <laughs> and and i'll wrap i'll wrap my thought up real quick for you Andrew but just to say that I, I i really feel like there's a really great means of exploration here that we the reader who are presumably much more well informed than any pov or perspective inside mm-hmm. the story have a really good chance to read the story. And every time someone says, oh, Luce Theron was an arrogant bastard, we get to check our own humanity, as it were, and giggle a little bit and go, yep, yeah, that's what happens when you when you are ignorant of the situation. That's what happens when you don't know. And that's not saying anything bad because... How can you know what you don't know? You can't. So that's just how it is. It's just yeah. fun. It's a fun. it's a fun story point. If nothing else, it is a fun story point. Yeah. yeah. um,
1: so getting into the actual, uh, well, not the actual I me, mean, let's well, not to say we haven't been talking about like what actually matters for this. um, if I'm gonna make a statement as potentially bold as Lou Darren gets a really bad rap, and he definitely wasn't the worst. Then the natural question is, okay, well, then who do you think was the worst, um, and when in the scope of in the breaking of the world? Technically, you could argue that Theron doesn't even qualify. Well, I mean, he did kill his family and everybody in the castle, but in comparison of the, of the three thousand years of the breaking of the world, was it three thousand years? No, ish. How long was it? I don't, I thought it was 3, I don't think it years. was that long. Give
0: her give or take a few hundred.
1: Yeah, however long it was. Um, (laughs) Now it's bugging me because I know
2: I got to fix that. Uh, I'm looking it up. So so continue your your thought and I'll fill you in in a second. Okay. Um, So
1: within that scope, uh, do we remember a male Chandler very near the start of the breaking of the world? Has one of the most infamously tragic stories related to his name uh a fellow by the name of jerek Mondarin
2: it definitely rings a bell but you're going to want to f- fill us in on oh, yeah. on that i was going to do it anyway cuz uh <laughs> i love this guy's story um for it, it good the duration of the breaking is a matter of great debate amongst historians however it is generally held that the breaking lasted no less Than two hundred and thirty nine years, and no more than three hundred and forty four, so it's actually about three (laughs) hundred years. Well, so it's interesting because I think one of the reasons that we say that is the story that we are talking about is supposed to take is supposed to take place about three thousand years after the the age of legends, and so the breaking of the world, which ended the age of legends and lasted for about 300 years. And then the first age and the second age, or no, not the first age, sorry. Uh, The first era and the second- We're in the first age. We're, no, no, no. We're in the third age. No, you were saying that we we, live as we as individuals. Yeah, 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 sorry, but in the in the first era and the second era, because of course when we get to the story, it's the new era, and so the first era is the breaking, is all of the fallout from the breaking, then they go into the era of Arder Hawkwing, then they go into the new era now, which started about a thousand years ago with Arter Hawkwing's death.
1: Yeah, because the White Tower's been around for three thousand years and it came about after the breaking. Yes. So we're about 3,000 years after breaking, give or take. Yes.
2: And right. the tower has not actually been around for 3,000 years. It's just a round that they do, but yes. Exactly. They yeah, found that's... each other during the breaking, slash right after the breaking, so it's like 2,700 years old, which is close enough to say 3,000 at that point, so go ahead, said. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs>
1: um, Jarek Mondoran. Yes, um, exactly. It's not confirmed, but it seems very likely that he was part of the hundred companions that went with Luz there, uh, given his known strength and his extensive and severe madness in the very early days of the breaking.
2: Um, This is is one of the ones who was directly tainted by the dark one, because it says that he actually got Sidene and 68 of the hundred companions, like literally in the same Mm. stroke. So they went insane immediately. He he was like yeah. Bruce Banner
0: jumping in front of the gamma radiation apparatus to protect everybody else. Yeah. Only instead of turning into the Hulk, he turned into the Hulk who instantly wanted to murder everything and everyone.
2: Amadeus, great. Amadeus yeah. Amadeus, Amadeus,
0: Amadeus, 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 Amadeus.
2: Anyway. Mm. Um, Maestro, not Amadeus. Those are two different characters. I'm sorry, continue, Andrew. What are his known um, things? Um, are important. He
1: is single handedly responsible for the destruction of the city of Zora T Z O R A. Um, uh, which to put that in perspective, Zora was the second greatest city of the Age of Legends. Perrin Deeson, obviously, being the first. Um, Jarek Mondoran is the one with the story that Rand uh, sees, I believe, in his visions, um, or we hear about, of the Dyshane IL that saying it to a mad chandler to try to calm him down, but also give time for people in the city to evacuate. Lee, yeah. um, roughly 10,000 Dyshane IEL sang to Jarek Mondran, and he, for an hour, or, well, he killed most of them outright at the start. And that's where you get the story that he listened to the last one scene for almost an hour before finally killing them and then destroying the city. That is this guy.
0: Such a heartbreaking scene.
1: Yeah. And once mm-hmm. all 10,000, uh, Shane Ayal, who possibly months prior to this, if not even a shorter amount of time, willfully and gleefully serve the Aes Sedai, of which Jarek was one. He kills these oh, 10,000. the
2: highest of them, yeah. yeah.
1: And he, after this one's dead, he, we don't know exactly what Weevie used. Um, it could be thought maybe Bellfire because Bellfire is super fucking hot, but it doesn't seem to read like it really was, because he didn't just destroy the city. He melted the city. Um, it was a, a wave of brilliant heat that turned the entire city into a solid lake of glass, fusing flesh with buildings with stone. Um, yep. So you give an extra hour for evacuation amongst the second greatest city in the age of legends. Generally, that's also going to tie very strongly to population. So the second most populous city in the age of legends, then we're talking. At least a couple hundred thousand people, mm-hmm. going. Yep.
0: I will say I will say two things with regards to this. First, if there is one thing that the TV show, a hundred and twenty-eight percent, absolutely fucking nailed, without any debate, in my opinion. Is the tinkers, the Tuathaan, the traveling people, the those who follow the way of the leaf, brilliant, beautiful, and perfect, and I love them. And when I think of this scene that we just spoke about, how they linked arms and sang, to try and get him to come back to the light. And then they they link arms in the TV show against the children of the light. And I just, oh, oh, it, 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 I'm getting like goose pimples all over right now. And then uh, with respect to Zora, I wonder if we're going to get to see a visual of that in the show. We've already seen two ancient cityscape skylines
1: why not a third? I'm gonna be honest, I, I would love to see it, but I'm I'm very doubtful. Not not
0: hopeful. Yes. Yeah. No. because
1: um, this is one of the things where like part of what makes people look backwards and see individuals as horrible monsters is the story that is told about them. And right. you know, it's one of those, you know, Green Goblin says it to Spider-Man what do people love more than heroes watching heroes try and fail watching heroes fall and that's loose there he is the hero he is the crema la crème. he is the guy the person the individual the almost deity uh, as far as he's revered that will lead the world to safety prosperity and has done so along with his you know companions and the other aes Sedai for decades now how could he fail and not only does he fail, but he comes he back spectacularly. Oh yeah. well, I mean, yeah, it's a spectacular fail. But even that, I don't put
2: entirely on him. But well, I didn't say it is idea. entirely on him. But again, it's the stories that are told about you. Oh yeah, yeah. It's and the he gets credit for by so many people for not right. only did you fail, but you failed so hard.
1: Yeah. Uh, and he comes back and commits an atrocity so you get the story of you know the pinnacle of humanity uh that falls and the story becomes that he takes the rest of the world with him into his madness and ruins the world for the foreseeable future Mm -hmm. and while that is in part true it's not entirely untrue it's a misrepresentation in my opinion of the actual events his true physical actions that were directly an atrocity. um, Not even, and again, we're not entertaining like uh, that insanity is an excuse uh, because it doesn't make the acts any less heinous or atrocious. His act of atrocity and murdering everybody in his castle or his palace or whatever, abundantly and unequivocally pales in comparison to Jarek Mondarin destroying the second biggest city in the world. but it's not as good of a story like oh yeah this guy most people didn't know you know destroyed an entire city on his own versus our savior and our our guardian failed and took the world with him like it's not nearly as sensational like Jarek's story would get about a five minute run on your nightly news and they'd still be talking about loose there for the next like three months
2: yeah you know that's Well, especially when you think about it as, okay, I'm not making any judgment call about this and I'm not actually getting into politics about how to stop it or anything along those lines. Let me be very, 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 very clear about that. (laughs) I'm not. This is a have our statement. We all have our opinions on what would be good and what would be bad and what would be helpful and what would be not. I'm not trying to make anything along those lines. However. We currently live in a year and in a decade where there are entire days where school shootings or mass shootings don't even really get very much news time because they are very commonplace or at least commonplace enough that the news reports it. And then moves on to their next story. Do you know how long Columbine actually was on the news? A month and a day.
0: Yeah.
2: Like they talked about it every day for a month and a day. And now it's just we have a Columbine level mass shooting in the country often enough that it just doesn't get news time. And again, i am not saying that that's good or bad i'm not trying to politicize this or anything like that but again it's the situation of people of the time looking at lose theron and the hundred companions and what has gone down in the shirom and having this oh my god that's a terrible thing that happened how could he have done this we're going to talk about it for months and months and then of course for the next 300 years some former Aes Sedai or male channeler just blows up a city I mean like not actually a city but just like kills a number of people and goes insane and kills themselves or burns themselves out or whatever, like, I don't know, every few months or every year or whatever. And so it becomes such commonplace that people just become so jaded that like those stories seem to really just lose their meaning, which is one of the reasons that we actually have to go back in time to a memory that someone has of this guy destroying this city because nobody even remembers it happened in Rand's age what? nobody goes nobody scares children with this name nobody says oh don't be a bad kid or you know the ashaman will come in or not the ashaman because they wouldn't have been there, but the male Aes Sedai are going to come kill you in fact at this point the male Aes Sedai and the female Aes Sedai are almost like thrown into the same bin as far as breaking the world because people are so confused about what happened because everything's gotten so fucky. That is literally the premise of the White Cloaks.
0: Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting here going, did they have it right all along? Like, don't get me wrong, they are zealots and... Anytime you have that sort of authoritarian zealotry, Mm -hmm. I don't care what your cause is. Whether you're
2: right, yeah.
0: I don't care what your cause is. If you have a position that is absolute authoritarian zealotry, you are wrong. Now, your cause may be just, your cause may be righteous. You, as the authoritarian shithead who is enforcing this on everybody around you without any kind of room for learning or growth you are wrong okay now you have i <laughs> when whilst in my first apartment i learned very quickly the value of being the first guy to do a thing okay i'm going to tell you a story about young josh here that is probably not one of his finest moments. Uh, my apartment complex had a pool. This pool had not been cleaned out in a very long time. It was, you you need a tetanus shot just looking at the damn thing, okay? We're all having a party one night. We're all in getting crazy and being wild and crazy guys. And one guy says- Were you says, looking for much,
2: American foxes? We, <laughs>
0: And one guy says, how much will you guys pay me to jump in the pool? And as we go around, we're all like 15, 20, 30, 40. That dude made 85 bucks that night because we even had neighbors getting in on this. Okay. Now I was like, I'll do it too, guys. How much will you pay me to do it? I made a dollar. Now I did it because I know the value of a dollar. 20 bucks is 20 bucks. 20 bucks is 20 bucks. (laughs) But, but, and the point of this story is that the first initial shock is what stays with people. That Mm -hmm. first initial impression of whatever is what sticks with people. Mm -hmm. Now you had Luz Theron. I imagine... I'm and I'm guessing here, but I imagine that Luz Theron made a very public display of his decision to seal the bore. Or I or agree with that. Whatever the case may be. To attack the dark one. Yeah. To attack the dark one. I imagine a world, even in Parandeson, where it was necessary to garner public support. And politic a little bit mm-hmm. and you know, get your likes on your golden age social media platforms mm-hmm. and get public consensus or public support prior <laughs> to doing such a big thing. Now, where we can probably make the case
1: Not that if you had emergency
0: power. <laughs> Muls are different powers. Truth are emperor. Where we can chancellor. say that he was arrogant. He's the
2: chancellor at that the point. The chancellor, whatever. How dare you? He he has no.
0: Where we can say that
2: he so was. So that's arrogant, how democracy dies. By thunderous applause with thunderous clapping of ass cheeks.
0: Clapping of <laughs> cheeks. Black oh, Tower gonna clap them cheeks. Um, but We can make the case that he was arrogant in the fact that he had to recruit. There's no way. There's no way that he just was like, "Hey, Tamerlin, I'm gonna go do this thing. You should come with me." And she was like, "No." And he was like, "Cool, I'm gonna go do it." And then on his way, everybody was like, "We're going to join you." This is not anything like that. He absolutely actually. And this is where I'm saying, any arrogance, any claims of arrogance, have to be entirely speculative because what we know is that when he reports went off to do of this, my
2: death have been greatly exaggerated
0: and when when he went off to do this he had people with him so he had to garner support he did not just decide to wake up one morning and do this
1: that part and, of
2: your statement i agree with
0: right and 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 the the point being here, hey,
1: valued listeners, if you ever want to see Josh and I actually argue at Jordan Connor Watcon, <laughs> tell him to convince me that Luce Theron was arrogant.
0: I'm not. Hold on, that's no, not no, what no. I said. That's not
1: what he said. That's
2: that the action was said. arrogant. Whatever, whatever. No, no, no. no what I said was, was no,
0: no, no. What I said was any accusation of arrogance is entire entirely speculative because we don't have the facts of the scenario. The facts we do know paint Luz Theron as desperate. And when he sealed the boar, he exposed Sidine to the Dark One's touch, tainting the male half of the power. And it turned out to be a very good thing for the, the women to stand back and say, no, we're not going to participate in this. But the only reason it turned out to be a good thing is because we have the benefit of hindsight and that's what allowed channeling to continue on. I thin, yield back. Thin eyes,
1: Soravon
2: Mayo, thin <laughs> So I'm oh, going to jump in here and actually really talk about a thing that, that we've danced around a little, a couple of times, um, because it's, it's another question that we've talked about before, and another thing that, that really adds to this whole debate. Uh, so I'm going to start this off with a, with a story. Um, the other day, uh, my partner and I actually went to see a production of Into the Woods, and Into the Woods is a musical by Stephen Sondheim, which, uh, puts together a number of classic fairy tale characters and tells their stories uh simultaneously through a a a particular medium which happens to be the woods that they all live around where they all go in search of their dream their wish whatever it is that they're looking for um and there's a character in the in the show that is the witch which actually is a pretty major character in the show Um, And actually gets the ball rolling on a number of different things in the story for a couple of different characters. Now, in the second act, uh, the conflict of the second act is that there is a giant sort of terrorizing the land. And they want to find Jack because they are upset that he killed their husband. We all know the story of Jack and the Beanstalk. Great. Great. Now there's a whole scene and a whole song in the show of where they're all placing blame on other people for why it's not their fault that this conflict is happening and why it's more someone else's fault and it's a really fun song in a lot of ways because each time somebody goes ahead and says well it's not my fault it's this person's fault that person pushes it further back down the line until you get to like the most fundamental fault giving, but they don't even make it there in the song before the witch comes out and says, it doesn't matter whose fault it is. We just have to deal with this situation. And I think that that's part of this discussion that we're having here, which is the idea of one of the things you can do is you can just say, it's no one's fault, we have to fix it. Great, I'm absolutely down with that. I actually think that that's a great thing to do overall when you're problem solving. But it also makes debates like this and talks like this very difficult because who is the most at fault here? Do we blame each individual Ashiman? Or again, I keep using Ashimon. They weren't Ashimon at that point. Male channelers, if we know what you mean, right? Do we blame each individual male Aes Sedai for the acts of atrocity that they committed when they were mad? Oh, okay. Well, but who made them mad in the first place? Do you blame the Dark One Holy for that because he gave the backswing on Sidine? Do you blame you know, each individual male eyes that I who went with lose Theron to go do this thing uh, that ended up getting the Dark One to be accessible or to have access to Siding to give that backlash? Do you blame the leader of that expedition, Luz Theron? Okay, well, now keep going back. Do you actually blame the Tamerlin for not coming along? Because of course, in the end, we know that the way that Rand seals the Dark One's prison again is actually using Sidene, Sidar, and the true power. Yes. So clearly, Lose Theron had no chance of actually going ahead and defeating the Dark One or even sealing him away at that time with his method or with Rand's method because he was missing an entire component of that. So do you blame the female Aes Sedai who didn't go with him to go ahead and, and do this? Do you blame the Tamerlin who was the leader who said, no, the female Aes Sedai are not going to go with you? And do you go even further back? And do you blame uh Lanfear or as she was known at the time, the the scientist for going ahead and boring into Merit. the bore in the first place and causing all of this to happen and cause Louis Theron to even need to come up with a plan of how to go ahead and, and seal the dark one away? And so again, this is this is the interesting sort of debate about who is more at fault who did the most damage who is most responsible for the breaking of the world and who did the worst things because again i think in the end you cannot argue really that there are a few male aes Sedai who did horrible unspeakable things during the breaking of the world some of them destroyed mountains and raised lakes and all of that different stuff and killed a lot of people but where where do you keep going back? Andrew, you have a thought.
1: I am about to explode. Do it. Um so uh, so many thoughts, God. This might spawn <laughs> off like four episode ideas. Do it. Um on do it. the Do it. Uh, on the uh oh well he couldn't have sealed them away anyway. I I, I think that there's a discussion to be had there. Cuz I agree he couldn't have perfectly sealed them away. Sure. Um but I believe it would have been a more perfect seal. Now, I give it a 50/50 shot. Because we see Dare used as the filter to pull the taint off of Cydene. So it's one of those, like, is there a 50-50 shot that one could have shielded the other from being tainted? And they would have just failed or it would have been a, a more, a better seal, but um, still imperfect seal. And maybe the, instead of the third age, it would have been like the fifth age. Who knows? I mean, it's a whole big what if. We don't know. Um, and the people that might would be able to answer that would probably tell us to not worry about that Wafo or whatever. Um, so there's there's that thought. Um, the other one Take is that
0: waffo, yeah.
1: Um, and and I guess the prevailing uh, one, well, kind of two for me, is. Uh, for me, like the the topic of of this episode of who did the most damage, is. Uh, purely a look back to see like without trying to necessarily tie a string of cause and effect to things or i mean you can as part of the damage but you're more so quantifying either an individual person or an individual event as like what was the most damaging event of the breaking or who dealt the mm. most damage um for me or at least that's how that's how i'm I'm going about it not to say that okay. anybody else is or isn't um, rather than saying, like, who's the most at fault for the breaking? Because, again, you do go down that scope. Um, and going into that point, um, I wholeheartedly agree with you, Daniel, about when you're in the middle of trying to solve the problem. It doesn't matter whose fault it is. It, you put that aside. You put a pin in that. And you fix and deal with the problem. But uh, one of the things uh, businesses do it all the time, especially after like cyber attacks and after they lose data or something like that, the military does it for after fucking every training exercise. I'm surprised we don't after action review every fucking CBT <laughs> uh, and every PowerPoint. Um, but the the point of the after action review, which is what I see kind of us going back and like, who's at fault or whatever, isn't necessarily to identify who is culpable for the failing or the greatest failing. It's to identify the failings that happen because a lot of these failings, just like there was no way for Louis Theron to know that he was going to doom male channelers for, to insanity for the next almost 3000 years. Just like there was no way for, um for his counterpart to know that by keeping the female Isidai out of it, that she would aid in dooming male channelers and mm-hmm. also potentially save all the female channelers. There was no way for Mirren to know that trying to just access a more plentiful unisex version of power would literally throw the entire world into chaos for hundreds, if not thousands of years, which is all a fair point. But Mm -hmm. that's why you have so many facets of our lives that do after action reviews. Hey, what could we have done differently that might have helped us avoid the biggest risk? It's why we do risk assessments on things. What can we do to minimize that risk? And part of that requires hindsight and looking back at, okay, what led up to this? And we do it all the time in history. You start learning history from a, a small thing here that led to all of this here. You don't start learning about what started World War I with you know the assassination of King Ferdinand. You start learning about what led to World War I whenever we started allying with everybody, or everybody started allying with everybody, and why they became allies, and how the borders change, um, mm-hmm. at least, you know, once you reach a certain age, because it's not to necessarily say that, you know, X, Y, or Z is the cause, but it's here's part of this massive domino chain that led to the majority of the world, um, or at least Wait. half the world being embroiled in conflict.
0: god we, it's it? daniel it's daniel suffering from the taint tonight uh, i i i will say this Blame for world war I? Oh.
2: oh, there we go i heard oh he you're back
0: welcome back that thing you just said say it again
2: wait wait domino's was the responsible for world war one
0: yes was everybody wanted that pizzas? garlic crust. yeah stop ordering domino's pizza you fascist bastards Wait, no, I I, I love the comments that you made, Andrew, that there was absolutely no way that they could have known when when Luce Theron and Mirin were exploring new ways of of uh, harnessing power, there's no way they could have known. That they were literally unleashing the devil upon the world. There was no way that Luc Theron could have not, I don't uh, we don't have any confirmation that Luc Theron could access the true source, right?
2: I, no, not. I mean not at all filtered as in no through. confirmation
0: or not at all as in no, he absolutely could not.
1: I,
2: no
0: is
1: in no confirmation.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. I mean, though, I would posit that he absolutely could not because that was filtered through the dark one. But I, n-
0: that's what the Forsaken say. But then, why would Rand have access to it?
1: Because he pulled it from his bond with Moradin and took Correct. over that connection. Oh shit! Yes. Yeah. When I, and that's why, like the true source isn't the answer for the pipe because once the dark no. ones seal away, the true no. source is sealed away.
0: No, he even talks about act trying to access the true source mm-hmm. and is unable to access any forms of channeling. Yeah.
2: No. Well, mean, for him, is... they're all gone, but yes. And of course, unfortunately, this is actually what you just brought up is I want to throw out here. Let me let us as a podcast, because I am going to speak for all three of us right now for a second. There are a lot of male channelers in the age of legends into the breaking of the world. We have so few stories about individual male Aes Sedai uh, and different things through this because all that we know is filtered through people who are currently alive and or flashbacks or Things like that through glass columns or through trying to get in touch with their former selves, like their past lives and things like that. And so the number of accounts that we have are so small that if Robert Jordan or even Brandon Sanderson have in their mind a story of a real, 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 real real bad male channeler during the breaking... That's the guy who did the most damage. That one. The one we don't know about that's in Robert Jordan's head. That one's oh. the worst, without a doubt. We're just working with the information that we have. And a lot of what we talk about here on these philosophical things is suspect.
0: It's because a lot. Of what we have.
2: don't have enough of, of enough information. Exactly. We are only working with such a small amount of information that it's hard to say with certainty any of this stuff because again i also think philosophically that i that lose Theron did not have access to the true source but there is nothing in the books that say he definitively did or didn't so you really just come down on the side of what you think is true based on the information that you were given, because we are not given information that specifically says lose Theron didn't or Lose Theron did, or that the Tamerlin said this or the Tamerlin said that. This is all speculation to a certain extent. Not all of it. No, but no, there's a lot of, of speculation of going in. Sure. As I said, not all of it, all of it, but a really, really high amount of it is speculation. And so, again, sort of the idea of... um, Also, the other problem is that this book series is written brilliantly, and I fucking love it. And I know that these other two do as well, partially because each POV is suspect.
1: And also, before Every somebody else one. comes in and corrects us, by true source, we definitely mean true power.
2: Yes. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. True power. True power. True power. Uh, the, thank you. Dude, That's it completely
1: thing. escaped me until yeah. like I literally yeah, am yeah. now trying to f- see if like that was ever a question asked of Robert Jordan or Brandon or Harriet.
2: However, if there's
1: anything <laughs> uh, else with it this episode that
0: we're getting wrong, or if there's a piece of information that we have yet to take into consideration, leave it in a comment and... Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll do another episode about it because if there's one thing we love, it's chewing on hypotheticals in the Wheel of Time because there's mm-hmm. just so much material to work with. Um, yeah. It all but in anyway. all, yeah. All in all, yeah. I will say that with the only information, and, and this is going to be kind of a a, a two sided coin here or a double-edged sword. The only information that we have for sure that we know about the Age of Legends with regards to the uh, perspective of someone living in the Third Age is any information that's given to us from Rand aft post-revelation, uh, uh, right? When he goes from Darth Rand to Bodhisattva Rand, and he says, you know, he starts talking about the age of legends. He starts talking about things from a first person point of view when he's speaking with Cad Swain about, yeah, I see you're wearing a paralysis net. And she's like, a what? And he's like a paralysis net, my dear, <laughs> I wore one. Um, I'm the oldest living eyes to die. Um, But if you don't want to call me that, that's fine. I understand. And it's the only first person POV we get in the story itself, aside from the prologue, is, oh, actually, I was going to say a thing that's probably not true, is Rand post-Revelation. But even that is subject to question because of the madness because of the taint unsighting but i realize now i'm getting that wrong because you do also have uh the green man Someshta, Mm, who has a first person pov from the age of legends the other one that
2: I was going to throw out was Rand's trip through the Crystal Columns because it really does that's, seem like that's the a good audience point as well. is actually getting a pretty objective look at what was going on in there. But again, it's Damn. also very suspect because it's Rand's POV, what he's seeing through other people's eyes. And we all know that two people can witness the same event and get different things out of it. And so again... It feels like that is a situation that's giving us mostly objective information, but (laughs) even then, you can't be sure. And that is back to what I was saying about the, this story is brilliant with the what can you believe shit.
0: (laughs) Turns out your information is only mostly subjective. (laughs) Now, mostly subjective is different from all.
1: Subjective, <laughs> indeed. Um, now there is definitely potentially um, very, very, very much uh, conjecture and uh, kind of assuming some things. Somebody that could potentially definitely be worth could potentially definitely be worth because that's how English works. Um, worse than Jarek, um, it is dependent on several factors, none of which we have the answer to. In fact, this person's entry, even in on a fandom site is two sentences and that is an individual who is also a male Sedai, who uh presumably went mad towards the very beginning of the breaking uh an individual a fellow a fine man if you would like to be evil or you know insane at least name named haindar h-a-i-n-d-a-r say it is potential because we know he was driven mad by the taint on side And was last ever seen, from what we can tell, heading towards Paradeeson. He was last seen heading towards Paradeeson, which probably means that Paradeeson was still a city at the time. And right. now it is not. I'm not saying Handar did the thing. But it also very... if If we take what the show shows us, there are potential indications that Paradeeson wasn't turned into a glass lake. It's not a glass bowl, no.
0: Is that Paradeeson in the show, though? In the finale, where Rand confronts Ishmael, or Ishmael, Mm -hmm. come on, guys. Get it right.
2: They said Ishmael.
0: Yeah, but look at the character listing in the X-ray, the Amazon X-ray.
2: Wow okay who cares who cares amazon gets it wrong sometimes with their x-rays
0: but is that parent decent they call it the eye of the world in the show which is i'm sorry one of the things i hate about the finale it's a it's just a spot there's no significance whatsoever to this spot that we can see now. I, mm. I I I reserve the right to bring this opinion back for season two if they're going to do something with season two. Does it they go- they're trying to say it was a seal? They're trying to say it was a, one of the seals, and I know they're going to try and use that as that's how the Forsaken were released is because Rand destroyed the seal at the Eye of the World, and I'm
1: like that. Yeah stop yeah i mean from the show Rand. so, so they're not really doing the whole because uh, in the books Lucien fights ishmael in the hall of servants when ishmael uh, declares himself for the shadow mm-hmm. and defeats him the first time and ishmael leaves it seems like the show is just gonna have that be where ishmael was defeated and sealed um however brand in the show does talk about how he remembers fighting the man there and it was called the hall of servants right. the hall of servants is located in parent or was located in parent so for the show's answer what it's showing there is definitely parent decent but now that i'm thinking about it we don't see those structures overgrown by the blight whenever they show the the Columns and the couple hills that were uh, what we see in the cold open for episode eight. So, uh, but Paradisum was the seat of government. Now, if they were closer to uh, the Column Dom, then it would be the city of same. V apostrophe S-A-I-N-E, because that's where the Column Dom, which was the university, was located. Um, which above floated the shirom, which is where Marin did her, I'm going to poke the dark one's butthole.
0: Secret jutsu, thousand years of death! Yeah. I, okay, when it so comes there's to... Kind of answer, but also like a bunch of stuff. Um, yeah. When it comes to when we, when we start let, wrapping this up to final thoughts, I'm looking at this. And we 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 start this off with the original question of who did the most damage. And I'm willing to say that you've got two different answers. One is the guy who pulled the trigger did the most damage. And in that case, whether or not he was arrogant, whether or not he was misinformed, whether or not he had all the best intentions, which as they say, the road to hell, is paved with good intentions. Ultimately, the guy that pulled the trigger is the guy who caused the most damage. But there is also a school of thought, and I will quote one of my favorite movies of all time, The Boondock Saints, and I will say that we must all fear evil men. But there is something else that we must fear even more, and that is the indifference of good men. Now, when I'm saying men, I'm not talking about men. I'm talking about humankind.
2: Can you the do that again? But can you do it in the voice it's supposed to be done in? No, you're already we wearing your Peaky Blinders all hat. You should be able to do fear
0: it. Evil men, but there is another evil that we must fear even more, and that is the indifference of good men. Thanks, Dan. And in that case, I still struggle to find fault with the Tamerlin because she did in her own way, Tried her best to stop him from what was about to happen. Was she correct in that? See, and that's
2: ultimately where the debate is.
0: So, Uh, 3,000 years later, is she correct? I don't know.
2: See, but but again, this is one of the things,
0: so it's going to come back around. Is she correct? I don't know. She's doing what the wheel wants her to do, so we don't have whatever.
2: This is one of the things that I love and hate about this debate. Because if the person that you're killing needs two gunshots to kill them. And you can only shoot them once with each gun in your hand. And someone comes along and says, no, that's wrong. And takes one of your guns even if they saved themselves they could have just had you kill the bad thing with the two guns you know what i'm saying like so again i appreciate the argument of no one could know no one could know no one could do the best you can do but it's definitely one of those things that you're standing there going I don't have all of the tools in my toolbox, but I need to do something. And someone else is going, I have half your tools, but I'm not going to help you because no one knows if you're right. When you get to where you're going and don't have all the tools in your toolbox, if you were, were right, but don't have all the tools, you're just as screwed if, as if you were wrong. But now it's hard to tell whether you were wrong or just didn't have all your or tools. Or just lucky. I, or just I love the phrasing lucky. of that.
1: I love the phrasing of that. Even if you only have half the tools that you need, you're still just as crude as if you did nothing.
0: Yeah. Because, because one thing that Luz Theron knew to be true what we are currently doing is not working. We are losing. We must do something different. We need to do something. And what do we always know about the books as well? That the greatest accomplishments, the greatest feats, the greatest things that ever happened happened with Sidine and Saitar working together in harmony. One could say that when Sidar or the representation of Sidar backed off and said, nope, we're good. They were willing to, what, let the world burn because of fear of the unknown? That's oh, totally wait, not a I'll theme say. in the White
1: Tower. <laughs> well, we also know two things, um, and oh. Norm just brought it up. There it Doing is. The same thing over and over again while expecting different results is one of the definitions of insanity. The other thing you know that me? we know from our own world and is taught very widely is that um, complacency breeds contempt. And what we have is a society that has lived for hundreds if not thousands of years with no need Oh, no need for military action none it is a peaceful society at best moderate policing because that's what makes it right. the age of legends the age right. of paradise this is the golden age where people are living in prosperity war is an all but foreign concept it, you
0: know? it's a philosophical concept
1: yeah oh, well, let me let me rephrase it it is presumed that, that is what the age of legends is like can't guarantee it but essentially a definitely large-scale war is a foregone thought because this is the age of reason. We can talk it out. We can science it out. We can communicate like fine, classy adults and fix the problems without fighting. And so you have a society that is predisposed towards uh, going for either the surefire way, the science way, uh, and as much as they can, the nonviolent way, no direct conflict way versus realizing times are now fundamentally different because the status quo has tremendously and fundamentally changed and it's not in our favor
0: yeah
2: yeah okay so fyi i do want to throw out there this is just a mild clarification and not like this is again one of those things where we don't Uh, but there is a, par- a paragraph here that I think is actually kind of important that is a little watch many. Uh, and it's from the wiki uh, on the Age of Legends, which is, However, all was not as it seemed. According to Randall Thor slash Luz Theron, despite the society's apparently utopian state, there were still social problems festering be- beneath the civilization's veneer that the world's government did not want to acknowledge. In hindsight, he believed that, had the boar not been drilled, these social problems might have caused a war to eventually break out regardless. So just because it didn't get to war in the Age of Legends does not mean that that was off the table. It just yeah. meant that there were no major wars being actively fought, not that no one would have started.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. and that's why... I chose the word war. Mm-hmm. War you did. You did. was almost a foregone thought. Conflict mm-hmm. is as long as two individuals exist, there will always be conflict. Yes. So,
0: so final thoughts. When we say we
1: when we, those? yeah, we do
0: sometimes. We sometimes we say too. that, and then we keep talking until we go, oh shit, this is way too long, or we need oh shit, we did final a,
2: thoughts. Uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> did a five part episode on Elaine. Eh. We don't talk about that. (laughs) No, my final thoughts are, my final thoughts are, is that it is so easy to point blame. It Mm -hmm. is so easy to omit details in a situation and say it's this person's fault. It is so easy to do that. But if we know the parable of the donkeys and the horses, The donkeys descended into a valley one day and were walking and having a great time. And all of a sudden, a pack of wolves circled and surrounded them. And the donkeys immediately started kicking at each other. They formed a circle. They started kicking at each other, blaming them, each other, for getting themselves into the situation. And the wolves took them down. The wolves easily took them down with no problems. The horses... A herd of horses came into the same valley and a pack of wolves came down and said, we're going to make easy lunch of this. And the horses put their heads together, worked as a team and kicked outwards to defeat the oncoming enemy. And those horses survived and were able to traverse the rest of that valley without any issues. When you seek to place blame on another person, you are only harming your cause. The best solution in any kind of situation, if you want to progress, if you want to move forward, if you want to learn, if you want to be better tomorrow, is to put your heads together, work together, and depend on each other. And things are fantastic. And that is the lesson that Rand learned that Luc Theron did not. Andrew, uh,
1: I, I I agree. Um, yeah, that's my final thought. I agree. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> the the absolutely fair yeah. answer is to be able to assign uh, culpability, which was not what I envisioned as the the purpose here. Which is not sure. to say that
2: that's what we made the purpose. I- um. So, it's what to I assign culpability, was, if for, we're being completely honest, yeah. So, I apologize if I got it wrong, and I don't yeah. think we had a bad discussion, but it wasn't necessarily the discussion you were envisioning, and that is. Oh funny. no,
1: I was I was going like pure logic, like who just did the most damage or what was the most damaging event?
2: Mm-hmm. Who's
1: who's at fault? For that'll what. be
2: that, um, that'll
0: be another episode. Who yeah, we did? Can always do who a did the just. most actual damage?
1: Yeah. Um. But to assign culpability for something requires that the person you're trying to hold culpable either had awareness and knowledge of their their actions and or what would happen, or could reasonably be expected to have that. And of the many things that we agree on, because, you know, we all agree on everything. Everything. All the time. Is that all of these, the vast majority of these actions that lead to the breaking...
2: Yes, it does. It absolutely does. I would absolutely agree. I love pineapple on pizza.
1: Did I I mention that we
2: all agree on
1: everything? (laughs) Um, One of the many things that we've agreed on is that these actions that turned out to have unintentional but detrimental effects on the world, nobody that made those decisions could have reasonably been expected to know what would happen. Marin could not have reasonably been expected to know that she would unleash literal evil on the world. To the fact where the second it was there, she fucking shit her pants and said, I'll work with you. Don't kill me. Cause the other guy died. He fucking died right there. Um, Louis Theron couldn't have known that he would have, you know, uh, made Sidine vulnerable to the taint. Um, the, the, uh, in the book, she's not the tamerlane She's I forgot the name for Louis Aaron's counterpart because he was the tamerlane in the books. uh but in the show oh, she's that's the Tamerlin. Right. that's correct. um so yeah, going they... from a show perspective, the tamerlane couldn't have known that by saying no that she was potentially damning uh, male Chandlers to a life of madness and saving female Chandlers. Uh, you know, there's no way that they could have known the ramifications of of their decisions. So to, To truly blame any of them for being responsible for the breaking, as individuals, is a misnomer for assigning blame. They can't be culpable for something they could not have reasonably expected to have happened. And there was no precedent for them to reasonably expect. But you can follow the chain of events to kind of be like, okay, this led to this, led to this, led to this. So that you can write records that will definitely fade to legend, and legend that fades to myth, and myth that is even lost when the age that gave it birth comes around again. Uh, so that nobody learns a lesson because there's just that much time in between. Um, as for uh, my uh, my original thought process with this, who did the most damage? I uh, I mean, well, there were no other real suggestions because <laughs> we went um, we talked around this whole topic, which was a fantastic discussion. Uh, yeah, Mondoran. He's that he's that fucking guy from what we know, um, in my humble opinion. Well that's my that's it for me as I ramble on. What what you got,
2: Daniel? So I'm gonna throw in a new candidate for this here at the end because I want no discussion. I want no one to talk about this. I want no, I'm just kidding. I just thought of it a second ago, which is why I'm throwing it in here. Uh but, but- I I think that the uh the homies who created the ways they did the most damage. When you go ahead and have people going through your ways and they lose their entire sanity but don't die that's horrible. I'd rather what did be you die? I would rather be glass and no longer around than living but also be a husk of my former self. <laughs> But you'd rather be Pompeii than an asylum patient. Done. Immediately. There is not even a question there. Uh, though I will say I I think that it's interesting that I, I'm not actually disagreeing with Andrew here because there isn't actually any discernible precedent here uh, for the the, the person who is sort of effectively the leader of the female Aes Sedai to look at and say, we are not going to do this because the last time we did this, this happened. And so I don't want that to happen, so I'm not going to help. But also that kind of means that there's not precedent for her to say the last time we did this. It did work out, so we will help you. So she's really looking with very little information, except that all of the greatest acts that have ever been created or done have been with both halves of the power. And so I actually do throw a certain amount of culpability on the female Aes Sedai at the time for not going with, because I, okay, I am an actor and a character or a person who goes on stage or a person who goes on film and doesn't commit to their character in any way, shape or form is hilarious. An actor who goes on and commits to their character. One hundred percent is most often awesome. A character or an actor who goes on somewhere and half asses their commitment it. and half asses their commitment to whatever character they're playing is really lame. And a character that half asses I mean. their commitment to the actor is the worst. That is,
1: that is the worst.
0: Fuck you, character <laughs> who half asses your commitment to the actor.
2: But sort of what I'm sort of saying here is that. As the female Aes Sedai in the Age of Legends, we've already determined bad things were happening. Things were going to shit. Doing the same thing now, over and over again, hoping that you will still win, is the worst thing you can do. Maybe not the worst worst, but like, high up there. I will say, in her defense,
1: she was aware of and waiting for the completion of the Choden Call. And that's fair. So she that's thought going without the children call was going in with half their tools, whereas yeah, well, I can't and believe I actually just defended her because I absolutely no 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 agree. no no no, <laughs>
2: no 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 I I yeah. appreciate that though I will also say going we need a part with, two going in with half your tools is still better than going in with a quarter of your tools so we need a part two
0: we do need a part two
2: anyway we're gonna do a part two my last thoughts are listen for part two enjoy yourselves (laughs) tonight and we'll come back to this at some point later and talk about this more my my idea is the way the 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 male channelers who didn't realize that they were fucked when they made the ways those are the ones who did the most damage uh Andrew said his Josh doesn't have a, a thought on this because he didn't do enough research. No, his Pet. his thought
1: is um, <laughs> it's if we talk about it now, it'll be a spoiler you, for part two. There you yeah, go. Yeah, that's right. You got to
0: come to part two for me. Yeah.
1: Speaking of coming to part two, um, put down the vibe, uh, the your phone that's stuck on vibrate, or your <clears throat> personal massager that weirdly looks like a karaoke mic from Japan. Sure.
2: Um, <laughs> Red Rod Taron
1: let us know if there is um, know. There's another group that we've had on ah. or another show or person we've had on the show before as a guest that you think fits this episode or the part two of this episode perfectly, or you just want to see what they would say, let us know. And we cannot promise, but uh, we will try to get them on because uh, season, we're in season four, right? Yeah, season four um, has been kind of light on guests. Yeah, we've been light on guests this far. Normally we're fairly guest moderate but we've been pretty pretty light on it um if you want to see uh norm back let us know if you want us to get more shoddy back on uh even though i think there's another episode we're doing in the future that we're supposed to have more shoddy on for part two
2: yep it's the actual deep dive into supposed to origins on, yeah. of the wheel of time yeah and then we're yeah. supposed to have north and we're Harbor supposed to have dr livingston for... on that one too
1: No, we're supposed to do that
2: one on our deep, deep dive that's the next part after that because Morshadi is going to tell us all of the things that he noticed and then Michael Livingston is supposed to come on and tell us all the shit that Morshadi got wrong. We're we're diving deep into the living of (laughs) Stun. Honestly,
0: Um, honestly, speaking of uh, Michael Livingston, guys, he's confirmed to attend both JordanCon and WattCon don't fucking at me. He's been posting it on Twitter. And I'm I'm gonna pull it up right now. I'm gonna pull it let's up right it. now. No, let's so that I quote it directly from the man himself. Okay.
1: Okay. Of course now I'm not While he's pulling to that up, it. whenever you have your ideas, put them in the comment section down below. Mm-hmm. Put them in the Discord, tweet it at us. Uh, whatever you have to do to get Make the message a TikTok. to us.
2: He and says if you do, we'll it, do uh, it
1: on like twitter or whatever make sure you tag whoever you want to come on as well that's true so that they look at it and go what the fuck is this Tower, hell no
0: so michael livingston on twitter as at medieval guy please follow him he's amazing he really is an absolute He's very rock medieval a rock star the the uh the tweet on, is as clothes. follows and i quote seriously y'all you need to come to Watcon official in July. I have secrets to
2: share. Mm. Do well, in that case, not.
0: And and as we know, as we know, and as we have discussed, there are still aspects, facets, and finer points of the story in the wheel of time that the fans have speculated on for literal decades now that we still don't have confirmation on and dr michael livingston is here to
2: he's got some tea
0: help us with some of that he's not gonna give us all of it and that's fine
1: and for those of you watching that just saw me cover my mouth i don't know the specifics i know in general
0: yeah andrew
1: but that's what happens whenever you help plan them on so thank correct.
0: you so which these much guys for do too. Here.
1: whichever way I'm supposed to point yeah. on Josh's screen.
0: Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for conducting yourselves in the manner of a uh, member of the Black Tower whilst receiving this week's dose of taint. I hope you've appreciated this week's dose of taint and I hope that you leave here just a wee bit more mad than you were when you first arrived. From all of us here at the Black Tower, I have been your Rovan Mihail, Josh. I'm just staring
1: at that face now. Anyway, I have been your Bajan Mihail, Andrew. Um, that wasn't even a joke. Like I forgot my title for a second. I almost said I almost Attack said Daniel's leader. title. Like, leader battle I'm leader
2: something. yeah he's the belittle leader
1: wait what i mean you piss me off enough i can't do it
2: that was no point. <laughs> and i have been your amon con mihail daniel and from all of us here at the black tower again thank you very much for coming thank you very much for listening we hope that you're having a lovely morning and in case we don't see you again good afternoon good evening and good night also it's your fault like your subscribe side. share to all of your friends but
1: not your all mother because she'd beat your ass if you shared this with her you'd be in trouble you'd be grabbing the show